these are the nice the i mean it's not nice that there was like missile attacks but when there's this many storylines coming out it's great for us back with another episode of the Eaton Asphalt Podcast. We had a, quite the weekend in Saudi Arabia. Very eventful, lots of news, lots of good racing to get to. We'll get to it all. As always, I am your host, Ian. And I'm Marco. And Marco, what do we think of it? Let's get a first uh, knee-jerk reaction from the Markinator. Yeah, so uh, love that nickname. Always <laughs> appreciate how you've always called me that. It's really yeah. good. Uh, I would say that, you know, there was obviously some major explosions off the track, and I thought that there were a ton of explosions on the track. So uh, one bad thing, but one, I think, really good thing. I think this race was lived up to all the hype and actually surpassed my expectations. Yeah, I think so, too. On this episode, we're going to be talking, we're going to go through our good, bad, and ugly of the weekend, go through a little bit of a race recap for our top five teams, Race Haikus, which is a new sector here. Bring them back. Bring them back. Race Haikus. And then they uh, recap on our race predictions going into the weekend. So let's get started with our good, bad, and ugly. Marco, why don't you kick us off? I would love to. So I'm going to start off with the good, always. Uh, mine are more night races. I think that they are so fun, so cool. Um, the aesthetics, everything. It's like I get the exact same feeling on like a, those Sunday, Monday night football games. It's just, you know, like, it's like it's primetime Formula One. And I just, I always get excited for a night race. Maybe I get to sleep in a tiny bit more. Uh, I but say, also, yeah. I think it's, <laughs> I mean, like that's, you know, the worst outcome. But yeah, it's just like the the lights coming down. It's It's fantastic. It was a great weekend for this yeah i mean i'd be lying if i said that not having to wake up super early and having it at like a very reasonable late morning hour is awesome but yeah man the aesthetic is definitely there i'll give you that yeah absolutely my bad is gonna be laps 35 and laps 36 those fucking laps ruined a lot of people's drives that day uh every time i'd still be like in the process of coping with the first one with like fernando losing his power I couldn't really fully understand what was going on. Still trying to figure out, like, is he back? Is he out? Then, just right away, Daniel starting to drag along. Quick shot to that. So I'm trying to process that. And then they do, like, that quick shot of uh, Valtteri just getting pulled into the garage. Just came out of the nowhere. So, uh, yeah, those were some uh, pretty wicked laps that just, it took me a while to process. Yeah, the, that was a bloodbath. <laughs> what we saw between, like, those late 30s laps. All right, and my ugly is going to be uh, my tardiness on Saturday afternoon after having to wait, I don't know, was it 35 hours for Qualls to finish? Uh, I, I know it was a terrible crash. Super, super happy. Mick was all right. But, man, did that take a while. I think that I just, at some point, I actually forgot. I changed the channel, forgot Qualls was going on, and someone was like, hey, Qualls is back. And I was like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, of course. Nice little surprise, you know, nice little icing on that cake, but... Good lord, that was a that was a bit. After I usually watch qualifying highlights after qualifying, like just later in the day when they put them up on YouTube, 
And seeing Lewis go out in P16, I was like, oh yeah, that seems like it was last week. Because <laughs> yeah. so much, so <laughs> much like waiting around. Got that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh yeah, that happened. But yeah, man, that was that was brutal. I did not expect to. It was a beautiful day outside on Saturday here, and I did not expect expect to spend basically <laughs> until like two thirty, like staying in the house. So that's yeah, you're like, oh well, there goes the day, I guess. Shit. Exactly. <laughs> All right, good stuff. I'll go next for my good. My good is the Charles Leclerc slingshot when he barely, just barely lets someone. Uh, I mean, it's been Max both times, but like right past him, right before the DRS detection zone, then blows by them since he technically qualifies for DRS. Just makes for like magnificent television. It's so entertaining. Uh, I think very soon because of this, like we've seen Max and Charles. Uh, last week and this week, trade first and second place back and forth. That we're probably going to see as many lead changes, like from overtakes in the in the first like I don't know three four races than we had seen in all of 2021. So like we said last week, these regulations are changing. It's making for super super easily consumed content and just like it's it's always exciting, um, you know. And also with this, you know, the little slingshot that Charles does. Uh, as someone who loves to consume consume F1 media, so like, you know, especially the Twitter fights and debates that, that happen online, um, this is something that's going to be talked about a lot, like the, the kind of slow down so to, I can let you pass so that I can get DRS. Uh, it does feel like a little silly, like them seeing them lock up their tires oh, yeah. in a spot where they probably shouldn't have been braking yet. Like that was like, guys, what are we doing here? Like, we, let's, let's race. But uh, especially there's like a... It's like a tribe of old heads in F1 that hate DRS already, and because they think it, you know, creates like artificial racing, they're gonna hate it even more when oh they see Lord, kind of the, the monkey business. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, as the season goes on, there's gonna be a lot of debate about that, and I'm here for it. Uh, my bad. You alluded to uh, some diff- some specific laps to where this happened, but DNSs and DNFs. So tough, tough day. Uh, when there are 13 cars left during the checkered flag of the race. So we had the DNS's Yuki going out, uh, basically on, I think it was on the formation lap, not getting to race, and then Mick, uh, you know, just having his accident on Saturday, didn't allow him to race. I could not tell you the last two times that I saw two drivers, like, not start a Grand Prix out of the 20, um, but we were, you know, after that, we're ready for a great race. After the start, start was clean, no lap one, fallen soldiers. Then Nikki Latifi is next to go out, hitting the wall in lap 14. Like, that's the second time in two days he hit the wall. So he hit it Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we should probably start to just be expecting that to be a fun little twist that happens during every race. Uh, but after that, you know, retirement free for the next 20 or so laps. Good racing, good reliability, lap after lap, until much like the life of Kanye West, it all started to unravel in the late 30s. And yeah, like you said, at that point, Valtteri, Fernando, Danny all retire within what seems like one minute. Um, And then lastly, to top it all off, Williams gets some double retirement luck, uh, same one that Red Bull got last weekend. Albon crashes into Lance Stroll and uh, yeah, it goes out. So we had just so, it was just a bloodbath out there, man, like all weekend. Yeah, um, Latifi, this is like kind of the point of, it's tough seeing drivers crash when they're not fighting like against yeah. someone. He was just on his own, doing his own thing, and just slip up. And, and it's always funny hearing his 
like a commentary, not just his, but a lot of drivers who just be like, I don't know what happened. I was like, I mean, <laughs> I, I think everyone else does. Couldn't it be this damn car? I, I think we know kind of what happened, but yeah, it was a, uh, it was crazy. Yeah. He's, it's getting, again, I think we alluded to this a little bit last week, but it's getting to be about that time where we need to start having the conversation, or they, at Williams, they need to start having the conversation of like, hey, is this, is this the best we can do? Uh, like his dad brings in all this money. His dad's the CEO of Sofina Foods, if you've heard about that, like the Canadian, uh, the Canadian foods company. Brings a bunch of money, obviously, but it's like there's there may maybe we explore the possibility of there being other money from other drivers. But yeah, right. Knows? Yeah, we could maybe look, check it out. Super nice yeah. guy. I think he's one of the nicest, but not like a figure that everyone's like a huge Latifi fan. Like he's a cool guy. Nobody rides or dies with Latifi, and yeah, dude. And so I, I look. Back, I mean, thinking about it, that's three crashes in three races. Because he's crashed at the, in Abu Dhabi, he crashed in Bahrain, and he crashed in Saudi Arabia. So yeah, man. I mean, talk about a streak that you really need to break. That's an easy. That should be an easy shoe in for last uh, last place for our next race prediction. Uh, and then my ugly is going to be the FIA relationship with the drivers. Uh, apparently, after we recorded on Friday night, all the teams got together to meet with the FIA to talk about like, hey guys. We all saw that news, right? Like, there was a missile attack on an oil plant for Aramco. Like, this is probably, you know, Aramco's a massive sponsor. If these people hate Aramco, they might be trying to target in different ways. Like, you know, you can spiral any way you want to. But, yeah, there were understandably some drivers that did not want to race uh, 10 miles away from where a missile attack had taken place the day before. And, you know, like I said, not a great look. I get why it has to happen. Cash is king. The, the money needs to come in, and Aramco's a big part of that money. But, yeah, man, I, I don't know. It just seems like the driver, you never want the drivers to hate the, you know, the, the regulators of the league that they participate in. Uh, so, well, that will conclude my good, bad, and ugly after yours. Um, yeah, man, like, these are the nice, the, I mean, it's not nice that there's, like, missile attacks, but when there's this many storylines coming out, <laughs> it's great for us. Moving on, let's get to our race recap where we recap the top five teams in the Constructors' Championship. But before we do that, we would like to give a tip of the hat to our sponsors. Our sponsor for this upcoming sector is Bose Noise Cancelling Headphones. Bose is no stranger to the F1 paddock. Just about every F1 driver has bought a pair, been taking photos of them, wearing it. Toto Wolf has bought upwards of 37 pairs because of his habit of demolishing them when things aren't going well for the Mercedes garage. It's no wonder why they're so popular in that loud environment. Their noise-canceling technology is just simply the best on the market by far. The roar of an F1 engine is no match for the quality of Bose. Just flip on that noise-canceling switch and even a missile attack on an oil rig less than 10 miles away from a Grand Prix track will sound like a feather-hitting velvet. There are copycats on the market, but nothing will truly block out everything else in the world, no matter how loud and scary, so that you can focus on what you do best. Bose, tune out everything so you can ignore everything. I bet a lot of people uh, in one particular place would have benefited for, from some Bose, you know? Yeah. What if they just yeah. started handling out noise-canceling headphones just because, like, just in case there's something we don't case. want not, to, not we don't want you to be scared. Not from the outside <laughs> stuff, from the bad stuff outside here. 
Uh, well, yeah, huge shout out to Bose, big sponsor, big sponsor money coming in, some big brand names. So uh, very excited for that. We're <laughs> only uphill from here. Getting into our race recap, starting off with practice and qualifying. Obviously, the biggest thing that happened during practice and qualifying. We'll skip to we'll skip to qualifying, but first poll for Sergio and over a decade, first time with Formula One, I believe. So, yep. I mean, what more can you ask for? Huge. No, that's just got to be such a good feeling. Um, more news, we have Yuki out early in Q1 because of some technical issues that obviously affected his race Sunday because he didn't have a race, so uh, bummer for that. Uh, Lewis, huge shocking news, maybe maybe more shocking than Sergio actually qualifying was be. Lewis out in Q1 the first time since Brazil in 2017, but the first time since 2009 UK, the last time... It was actually on merit and wasn't like a car problem. So uh, the I think on the other side of things too, the crazy part was George going P4. So um, I know yeah. Mercedes has been kind of messing around with some um, some techniques. Like this weekend, they they were like, "Hey, we tried something new and it clearly failed." So I think they're just testing and, and you know tinkering a little bit. But shit, to see to see that happen was uh, first time I've ever seen it. I guess you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like they. Uh it's tough when you know you're starting to get this reputation as the Mercedes engines that you're not doing too hot, and then the you know seven-time world champion that's been with you for all these years it you know goes out in Q1. So yikes! Yep, yeah, a big big uphill battle uh, to start from here. Um, yeah, it, it just seems like the the big guys you know they got a little lazy. I would say, but. Um, I, I think they might be kicking into gear a little bit, I'm sure, hopefully, we'll see. But uh, moving right along, Danny impeding Esteban Ocon in Q2. Uh, just, I don't know, showing, showing the replays, they were just, like, you couldn't fit a penny in between them. I mean, it was yeah. it was pretty uh, pretty close. Yeah, one of those ex- anxiety-inducing moments for sure. Um, just showed that there was, like, zero, zero room for error whatsoever. Uh, and then, yeah, just to show how little room there was, we had our, our boy Mick Schumacher crash. Massive, uh, massive old shunt. They tried to take his car off after that crash, and the gearbox fell off when they lifted the car up. So it was just horrible. It was basically snapped in half the car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was saying that, and I was like, that's got to be expensive right there, right? Yeah. You got to think. <laughs> I was like, hey, guys, like, please stop doing that. Um, <laughs> you're ripping our car in half. Uh, so yeah, Guther's just having maybe, uh, Guther's just having a hissy fit, being like, <laughs> "Oh my like, god, like, that is two million dollars right there." <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I was we'll, saying we'll the, workshop. <laughs> what was we'll workshop Guther. I think we'll try again. But like that was a shot in the dark. Yeah, that's great. I think Gene obviously just needs to send Jetta probably like a, an invoice for a little bit of this charge because I don't think it's fully make to blame. But uh, alas, <laughs> moving right along, McLaren's calling P11 and P12. Uh, so like getting better. Like you can't get much worse. So getting better. But um, uh, yeah, neither team in like Q3 when we were seeing that automatic team three and four drop quite a bit like that. It's just uh, a little surprising. But like Mercedes, maybe some room for. Hope and uh, improvement. Kevin Magnussen reaching Q3 again. So uh, I saw some funny memes. Kind of, um, it was like Haas is filing a protest against McLaren for uh, them copying their car from last year. I thought that was quite funny because uh, <laughs> uh, it, it seems like the the two teams have switched a bit. 
Uh, first time since uh, first time Haas got Q3 in back-to-back since Russia 2019. So, yeah, just uh, it is great to see Kevin uh, excelling so early. I thought it was going to be a little bit more of a of a time for him to get caught up, and man, he is uh, he's killing it. Uh, speaking of people killing it, Valtteri keeps his streak alive. I think it's now 104, maybe five off from uh, tying or coming in second from the second longest. And if that keeps going, I don't think uh, first place is that far either. So let's keep it going. Keep surprising the people. There was only one. Yes, I said it. Just one Mercedes-powered car in Q3, George Russell himself. So am I wrong about this? There are eight. Eight Mercedes cars, one of them finishing. Those are bad, bad stats. Yeah, that's not good when like your car is known for not getting into Q3, or your engine is known for not getting into Q3. Little yeah. embarrassing. I mean, like I say, how the like maybe they just got a little like little lazy on their laurels, and the the field really caught up to them. I don't know. Speaking of fiery takes, we have a guy that is very used to firing. What? Fuck! <laughs> I tried. My best. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna put a fire in the kitchen. Gordon Ramsay! <laughs> actually, speaking of Gordon Ramsay, we actually have Gordon Ramsay with us to talk about his time in Jeddah. Gordon, what'd you think of the race? They're all donkeys! They're raw! They're raw fucking talent! Raw! Yeah, I mean, I, I did enjoy the race. Thank you very much, Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Appreciate your time on the show. Uh, I enjoyed the race, but, you know, people have some exquisite tastes, I guess. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, we that got does it to the end of that. <laughs> that. That does it for our practice and qualifying. Now we're going to go starting from P5 to P1 in our Constructors' Championship, Haas. Let's do it. In P5, we have our American boys, Haas, walking away with two extra points this weekend, adding for a season total of 12 points. Uh, Kevin Magnuson was where those two points came from in P9, while McShumacher was uh, a DNS that did not start. Um, you know, it was unfortunate that Mick couldn't race just because he had gotten in that bad crash during qualifying, but seeing Kevin finishing in the points, that was reportedly what their target was. So, pretty solid weekend for them. Uh, K-Mag, like you said, she just continues to impress uh, the, the second time around. Other than Mick, not too much news as far as uh, as Haas was concerned this weekend. But yeah, I mean, scoring points and back-to-back races for them, something that they can hang their American cowboy hat on for uh, for this American achievement. But yeah, overall, I mean, I think Haas, again, anything's going to be better than last year. 12 points, uh, two races into the season is far better than anything they got close to last year. So yeah, I think, I mean, I mean things are looking up for the Americans, which we can all get excited about. Yeah, that is fantastic news. Moving on to our fourth team, just a mere four points above Haas, we have Alpine. Esteban Ocon, P6, Fernando Alonso did not finish this race. I think if you're, like, the most exciting duo combined this weekend, uh, up there, Alpine, for me, because letting those two guys race continuously wasn't like a hey back off at all they let them race for as pretty much as long as they could uh i thought that was so fun to watch yeah when the, they radioed in to get an interview from otmar Safsnauer while this was going on and his answers were very short like he was not you could tell he was like yep yeah, we're, we're letting them race <laughs> it was just like he knew it had to happen because you can't just like decide i don't think you can decide like first driver second driver this early on but like yeah, you could tell that he was. He also had a, a clenched 
part of his body. Yeah, no, I think we all did. Uh, I think there were a couple close instances where I was like, this is going to be a real problem. But yeah, they both looked very quick, even if they're racing to each other or not each other. Uh, very, very quick, like Red Bull, super fast in the straights. In the last lap, I think Ocon kind of enjoys being in this, you know, last lap, last lap drama. Uh, he almost got passed up by Lando in the very last turn. North finished one-tenth behind him. So, I mean, just like it was a photo finish. Would have been a repeat of last year. I don't know if you remember, but we had Esteban Ocon missing out with uh, Valtteri Botas coming up uh, the last lap, getting you know a big, very different reaction with Valtteri you know, getting that fist pump. Ocon just put, punching the shit out of his steering wheel. So uh, made it on the good side this time. Fernando not finishing. Big bummer. Uh, it would have been having that like a nice, decent gap to Haas and uh, just... He looked very good. He deserved points that race. So unfortunate that he couldn't make it through. But yeah, just seeing them fight those first, you know, quarter of the the race reminded me of Force India when Ocon was fighting Perez just like constantly that year too. It was just, what, four instances. But uh, yeah, it just brought the same looking car, that pink fucking BWT. Like it, it, so many flashbacks. So Ocon is just always, I think he gets like super pissed off in the pink. Yeah, hey, the the pink is a trigger for him, I think. Yeah, it's like a bull thing red. He's like, oh, God, uh, fight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it was nice to have that little uh, jog down memory lane with with those two pink cars racing each other. And, yeah, I mean, obviously sucks that Fernando had a DNF, but but P4 and the Constructors is uh, not too shabby considering who they're behind right now. Speaking of who they are behind in P3, we have Red Bull, Oracle Red Bull Racing Team. Max Verstappen pulling out the win with P1. Sergio Perez finishing up P4. Um, so it was actually funny. Sergio had a P1 start and a P4 finish. Max had a P4 start and a P1 finish. So just a little flip-flop there. Um, let's start with Sergio. So unlucky on the safety car timing, man. Like you could, you could tell, like during the interviews, he knew he didn't really do anything wrong. He was setting purple first sectors for like many laps. I saw back to back when I was looking at the telemetry stuff during the race. Um, but yeah, pitting like the right before the safety car comes out just puts you at such a disadvantage. Um, and so yeah, that just it sucked for him. He did everything that he needed to this weekend. Like we said, first pole position for him, um, and it just didn't really work out for him did work out for Max. He just showed he's so so good, man. He's so f- quick, he's fast, he thinks. Um, you know, when he was get, when he was doing that little back and forth with Charles, you could tell it was like he 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 figured it out. He was like, "Oh, okay, this is what's going on." And this is mm-hmm. the next lap was how he reacted to it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Red Bull probably just excited to have both cars cross the line because of last week and the zero points they got from last week, but Oh, I think overall, extremely positive weekend for them. Um, Close the gap to Mercedes well. They were 28 points behind Mercedes this morning, and now they stand uh, just one point behind, which, you know, I'm sure they're very excited about. Yeah, uh, did not, took a lot quicker than I thought of them catching up that quick. It was, I was thinking maybe like, uh, give them two to three races and I'll be back, but bam, there we are, we're back. Um, Probably should have seen it coming, but yeah, like you said, uh, I seeing these like adjustments. It's just it's not something that I feel like Formula One has really seen ever or in a long, long time. Where it's like I want to be behind you at this point in the race because it, I will be. It's, it's we're watching like chess. It was very fun to watch. Um, yeah. 
And like to the point where when they're both, yeah, slamming on their brakes, their brakes are locking up because they're both being like, you're going in front of me. I'm not letting you. And Max, that was like kind of the first time seeing Max just being like, I'm not going to keep letting you do this. You did this five times to me last race. You just did it four yeah. times to me again. I'm, I'm done just like passing you to pass you. Right, passing you cool. so that you can pass me in a little yeah, bit. He's yeah, like, yeah. so it is very cool to see like these mid-race adjustments and like it's being very apparent. It's just like it's not necessarily like I have to pass you right now. Um, moving right along to that team we were discussing, just a mere one point ahead of Red Bull, we have Mercedes, Lewis Hamilton, a P10 with George Russell, a pretty strong P5. Like we said... Tough, tough weekend for Lewis. Uh, he he just seemed kind of down, and like after qualifying, uh, like he said, I mean, like everyone is saying, I guess. Not only is he struggling, but man, he he does not want to be in in Jeddah right now. Like he's not nope. uh, very excited for that. So I think just mentally, he's probably a, a little bit of aware on there, and you know, him thinking about his safety, about a terrorist attack, like a lot of things probably were going on for for every driver, <laughs> but uh, including Lewis. Like we said, he finished P10. It was pretty funny. Uh, obviously, he had been joking, but they're like, hey, Lewis P10. And he's like, is there even points awarded for P10? It's just like how uh, something so foreign to him, just like, is it one? I don't know. Is it like, do I get a half a point? Like him just not realizing and like ever really thinking about, hey, how many points is P10? Pretty wild to see. It's like other teams, like Haas would have killed for a P10 last <laughs> it's year. It's one, it's one. Like, we know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, if we radio into Mercedes, weekend. be like, yes, no, that that you do get a point for ten. Dota, we, do, we heard you. We heard you. Dota, we heard. You. <laughs> this was. I mean, this has clearly been the worst look in Mercedes for a long time. Uh, they, they, I think they're probably a team more than any other team. So excited to have a, a like a two week break or a week break because uh, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done. So. Uh, hopefully they get the right parts that they, they have been talking about, get some time to get them in the car and, and figure some things out because, uh, yeah, I think everyone is, uh, is a little worried at the moment. Yeah, I with good reason, too, because if you have one of the, like, you know, arguably the best driver to ever do it, going out in Q1 and calling P16, uh, yeah, you know, you might, might have an issue. But uh, let's move on to the team that is in P1 right now, 40 points ahead of their P2 counterpart Mercedes. The Scuderia Ferrari have scored a 78 points out of a possible 88. I mean, they you got to be on top of the world if you're a Ferrari fan right now. Charles P2, Carlos Sainz P3. Um, Charles showing that he's not just quick. He's got that incredible race IQ like we were talking about, that, that hashtag Charles Leclerc slingshot being in full effect there. Um, signs looked like he had a good race, seemed to be just a little bit off the pace of Charles at the moment, but, uh, we could say that about last race too. And this, like this week, just the gap felt a little bit smaller to me. So, um, I think like, you know, I don't think there's any reason to panic if you're a Carlos Sainz fan. Like, I think he will get it together, but Charles just looks unstoppable right now. And like I mentioned, I mean, 40 points ahead of second place. Like, a DNF could change things super quick with Ferrari, but they you've got to think that they're super happy with a 40-point lead just two weeks into this season. I think as we saw with Mercedes and Red Bull last year, it's going to come down to, you know, the, the second-seat drivers of Red Bull and Ferrari on who wins the uh, Constructors' Championship because... Championship? 
I mean, it's you know, you you have your you have your guy who you know is going to be consistent. It's just how consistent can your other one, you know, can your can your number two be? Um, still, I think jury's still out on who that is for Ferrari, but you know, whoever it emerges uh, as like kind of their clear number one, uh, that that second you know second seat is going to have to help just as much. But yeah, Ferrari on top right now, forty points, comfortable gap, a lot of season left, but those are the top five teams, um, and qualify. But those are the top five teams and a recap of qualifying and the race. Um, let's get into our new sector coming up here. So our new sector that we have is going to be um, just haikus that come to us. You know, we're speaking from the heart about what we saw. Let's get into that. But before we do, Marco, you have a word from our sponsors? I do. This part of the podcast is brought to you by Stevens Swift Sweepers. We are the fastest sweepers in all the land. Any mess you have, we'll be able to clean it up. If your wife leaves for the weekend and, you know, you have a little mess around with the boys, call Stevens. We'll make it look like the only club that you went to that weekend was Bible Club. Uh, maybe a raccoon <laughs> went swimming in your pool only to realize, shit, I can't really swim. Never made it out. Instead of dealing with the pain and suffering yourself, we'll sweep that flea ball right out of there. How about, I don't know, your race car exploded and it was cut in half on impact. Instead of using what must have been maybe like a bunch of elementary school kids running around trying to clean it up, call Stevens. We'll get everything situated faster than you can say, No, Ian, those Swifter sweepers are not fair. They are too fast and affordable. No, Ian, no. And if you call in the next five minutes, we'll clean up any leftover oil residue due to your pesky terrorist problem that you clearly do not care too much about. Stevens Swift Sweepers. All right, moving on to our haikus. Um, yeah, if you don't know what a haiku is, it's a poem um, with 17 syllables, uh, three different standas, a five-syllable five standa, stanza, seven-syllable stanza, and five-syllable stanza. So, uh, Marco, do you mind? I, I would like to read you um, one of three haikus that I wrote. Uh, and then we will put this out on social media to decide who had uh, who the best uh, uh, who haikuer. the best was the best haikuer exactly uh, from from the people deciding. So I'll go first. Um, quick heads up: mine are all uh, very missile focused. Um, race through everything. Missiles can't stop us. Many DNFs. Love it. Drivers were so hot. Latifi is a train wreck. I love watching chess. It looked toasty out there. Did you see Charles getting out of that car after the race? He was I did not. beat like a drum, dude. Just covered <laughs> in sweat. You could tell he was exhausted. Like they looked they looked worn out. Yeah. Moving on. I have two bonus haikus. I couldn't, you know, couldn't decide on just one. So my other one are uh, my other ones are Missile strikes. Let's not come back here. Good job, Max. And last one. Well, Max wins. There were still missiles. Race elsewhere. You were right about it being all about missiles. I appreciate that. It felt kind of missile heavy when I was reading. Yeah, I, I was like, this is many. I, you know, missile is in every single one of these. Yeah, I love it. No, I really, you know, drive it home. Maybe we, maybe, hold on. Maybe race IQs wait until, 
<laughs> That's one, because I don't think... Okay, I don't think any of ours line up with this <laughs> IQ. <laughs> it was 575. Dude, I thought... Dude, I, I, one of these stupid ones said it's 353, which is not true. No, dude, that's a short IQ, dude. Okay. <laughs> Swing and a miss like, on dude, my part. Okay, hello. <laughs> Wait, you, like did, you did 353? Yeah, dude, a short haiku. I guess it's, it's a thing now? I thought I remember being a short... Isn't there 575 and 353? Yeah, it's 575. Five, five. I win, right. I win, I win. <laughs> okay. Yay, all right, another one. All right, you. well, I don't, well, I don't know how you're going to edit this, but, um, <laughs> yeah, just a quick report for whatever's been cut out. Uh, I didn't know what a haiku was. Yeah, Ian was very confused at my correct haiku, uh, only to find out he does not know, in fact, what a haiku is. <laughs> I'm glad I said something, because somebody listening to this would be like, these idiots. <laughs> oh, man. I, I was like, why do you keep counting, dude? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Jesus. That'll teach us to do a new sector. Every all right. Grammar was, <laughs> grammar was never my strong suit. Moving right along to our race predictions recap. To fill anyone up, Ian had a strong start of 2-0 to zero after last week. Going into it, who do we think will crash our DNF? I went with Yuki Sonoda. I went with Guan Yu Zhou. Um, I'd like to say I won. All right, let's get into this. Do you know what a DNF is versus a DNS? Are you aware of I the understand. Difference? No, I get that. But what does DNF stand for? Uh, did not finish. Did Yuki Sonoda finish? As in you started the race and you did not finish. No, I didn't say D, S, T, R, D, and F. I didn't say this is a (laughs) did not start race, did not finish. I said he did not finish. I don't don't think I have... I don't think I have a rebuttal for that. I think that one stands. I'll give it to you. Point Marco. Winner, (laughs) I went with Max Verstappen. I went with Charles Leclerc, two guys that were battling it out, but Marco pulls out another point. So two points Marco, zero points me. My last place prediction was Nicholas Latifi. Probably would have gotten it, in fairness, had he not ended his Sunday in the wall. Uh, Danny was doing actually not too bad. He was kind of all over the board a little bit, uh, but unfortunate. Yeah, again, just insult to injury for, for the poor guy. Yeah, I don't think I think Danny is starting to get it together. I don't think he's going to be as slow as the back of the grid, but who knows? Uh, we have driver of the day. Yep, my driver of the day was Sergio Perez. Could have been what well, could have been if only that damn yellow flag when it happened. I th- yeah, I think you were one safety car away from getting that right. Uh, my driver of the day was Lewis Hamilton. I saw it. I was looking back and I I saw a tweet that said just to make just so everybody's aware. Lewis has gone from P16 to P6, and I was like, oh my god, Lewis, like, Lewis somehow, some way is going to end up on this podium, and it's just going to be like Thanos, the inevitable, uh, the inevitable outcome, but yeah, uh, neither of us got driver of the day there. Who did get driver of the day? It was Charles Leclerc. Yeah. It was Charles Leclerc pulling that one out, and our next race prediction, our sponsored race prediction, our douche of the day. Yeah. <laughs> 
Douche of the day. I went with Nico Hulkenberg. <laughs> uh, I went with Lance Stroll. He got douched on, but wasn't the douche. Yeah, he did get douched on. Poor guy. We have our wild card prediction. I went with a Valtteri P5 and up. Uh, unfortunate. He was kind of around there, like, you know, eight or so. I could have seen it happen, but had some issues with the old Alfa Romeo. Yeah, I mean, he it, it's good to know that he's going to be up there, though. You know, because yeah. I think he got a lot of hate at Mercedes. So now that he's in that range where, like, yeah, P5 I, definitely could be a wild card just because of the other teams that are on the grid, but... Yeah, it's. I mean, it's wild to see him keep up. You know, beat beating uh, beating Lewis. So, uh, my wild card prediction was just McLaren's and the points. Uh, so count one for me. The next prediction that we had was fastest lap. Uh, we both took Ferrari drivers. I took Charles Leclerc and Marco took Carlos Sainz. Uh, so that was a point for me. All right, and our last race prediction is pole. I went Charles Leclerc. Should have been. Yeah. And my race prediction was Carlos Sainz. Uh, that was that was one of the more fun parts of the weekend. That qualifying where Sainz set a super quick lap. Charles just ended edged him out, and then Sergio uh, got him. But the man, all these the points, man! What a what a great what a great weekend. So that's gonna uh, that's gonna put me into the lead. Uh, so yeah. so that's gonna keep me at a two point advantage over Marco for Ian to Mark. <laughs> Ian four, fuck Jesus, cock in my face. I am up All two right. with four to two because I have won two the first week, and then I you went two, and I went two this week. So that's a four to two, a two point lead. And that wraps up race predictions. I have a two point lead over Marco, four to two, and that will also wrap up our episode fifty three of the Eden Asphalt Podcast. All these storylines, all this great racing. I don't think, uh, you know, obviously, I was about to say, I don't think the weekend could have gone better. I'll take that back. I think the weekend could have gone better, um, but on track, on track, brilliant race. Yeah, on asterisk. track. Asterisk. Yeah, big asterisk. asterisk. Couldn't have gone better. Asterisk. Large asterisk on that comment. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, as far as the racing goes, uh, just another, another cracker, and can't wait to do it in two weeks in Australia. See it from down under. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> See ya. Good night. See ya, Ethel.